Hey everyone, it's been a while since the last one, so it's time for me to do another news roundup. We've got a ton of stuff to cover, especially since CinemaCon just happened, so I'm going to try to move through it all quickly. First of all, starting with the castings, we've got Alex Wolf, Tony Goldwyn, Casey Affleck, Christopher Denham, Josh Zuckerman, and Olivia Thirlby all joining the cast of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. I cannot wait for this movie. It's my most anticipated 2023 movie. The cast just keeps getting better and better, so I'm looking forward to that. Carrie Ells, uh, Corey Stoll, Michael Hoisman, Alfonso Herrera are all joining Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon movie for Netflix. This is good news. I like the cast of this movie, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Devery Jacobs is joining the Echo series for Marvel, which is currently filming. And we've also got Harper Anthony joining Marvel's Ironheart series. I'm not familiar with either of them, but I'm looking forward to both these shows. I like the character of Echo and Hawkeye. I'm excited to see what they do with her. And I'm excited to see Ironheart in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Also, I've heard that Ryan Coogler is going to be executive producing Ironheart. So that's exciting. Levi Miller is joining Sony's Craven the Hunter movie. Honestly, I've kind of lost a lot of my interest in this project and all of Sony's Marvel plans after seeing Morbius, so this isn't really a big deal to me. However, I will say that if I had to choose one upcoming Sony movie that I'm most excited for, it would probably be Craven, although that's really not saying much. Uh, moving on, Susan Sarandon will play Victoria Cord, which is a villain from the DC Comics for the Blue Beetle movie. Also, George Lopez and a handful of other people have all joined the cast as the family of the protagonist. Uh, Susan Sarandon, obviously a fantastic actress, Oscar-winning actress. George Lopez is great. Blue Beetle is a project I'm looking forward to. It's one of my most anticipated upcoming DC projects. So I'm excited for this and I'm excited to learn more. Next up, uh, Daniela Melchior and Brie Larson are both joining Fast and Furious 10, which we also know is now called Fast Roman numeral X. Roman numeral 10. I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious movies at all. I really have no interest in this 10th one, but I will say that this casting makes me more curious. I'm not really excited yet, but I'm curious because Brie Larson is obviously a phenomenal Academy Award-winning actress, and Daniela Melchior was a standout in The Suicide Squad, so I'm actually kind of excited to see the roles in this movie and see what they're doing in this movie, although I can't say I'm too excited yet. Will Ferrell and Emma Mackey have joined the already stacked cast of Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie, which will be releasing July 21st, 2023. This is awesome. Emma Mackey was a standout in Death on the Nile. And of course, Will Ferrell is hilarious. He's great. I'm so excited for this movie. And it's not because I care about Barbie. I don't. But because of Greta Gerwig directing it and the stacked cast, I have a feeling this movie is going to be something completely different than what we're expecting. And I can't wait for that. Next up, Walter Scobell has been cast as Percy Jackson in the Disney Plus series. Um, they've also cast Aryan Simhadri, I believe, as Grover, and Leah Jeffries as Annabeth. This is awesome. Walter was great in The Adam Project. He was the standout of that movie. I can't wait to see him in this show. It's tough to find really strong child actors, and uh, he's already demonstrated that he's a good one. I think he'll be good for the role. As for Aryan and Leah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them in these roles as well. Also, Michael Shannon is joining the Flash movie, returning to his Man of Steel role as General Zod. This is awesome. He's a great actor. I thought he was great in Man of Steel. I'm a fan of Man of Steel, and I'm excited to see him return. Moving on from the castings to the other news, let's talk about some CinemaCon stuff. In its presentation, Sony has confirmed that a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife is in development, as well as Venom 3. It's also confirmed that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse number two uh, is delayed to June 2nd, 2023. And the third one, 
will be titled Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. They also announced a ton more release dates that I'm not going to list off. You can look that up on your own. They also announced a new movie starring rapper Bad Bunny, who will be playing Marvel Comics character El Muerto. Okay, running through this all. I enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife well enough. I'm looking forward to a sequel. I don't have much interest in Venom 3, but I'm not surprised they're making a sequel. I'll probably watch it. Uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse is a great title. I'm looking forward to that. The delay is a huge bummer, but the wait will be worth it, I hope. And El Muerto, well, where do I even begin with El Muerto? I just think it's an absolutely absurd decision by Sony. It could turn out to be great. I'm not judging the movie yet. I just really don't understand why they chose that. What are they doing? What What is their plan? They've got so many great characters in their pantheon at their disposal, but they choose the one that has only ever appeared in two comic issues. It's kind of weird. Making an Eternals movie was obscure. Guardians of the Galaxy was obscure. Even Morbius was obscure. But this is a whole new level of obscurity. Literally nobody knows who El Muerto is. And that doesn't mean the movie is going to be bad. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it's a good thing nobody knows who this character is because they have more freedom to tell a great story. They're not bound by the comics and comic accuracy. But I just really don't understand why they chose this character out of everybody and what the thought process behind it is. And also... Bad Bunny? Really? I mean, we'll see how he is in Bullet Train. Maybe he's a good actor. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Bullet Train, but I'm just curious why they didn't hire an actual actor. At the very least, for Morbius, for Venom, we got Tom Hardy, we got Jared Leto. We have good actors, but it just seems like they hired him for his fan base as a rapper rather than his actual acting skills or fit for the role. Do they even have a director attached, too? Like, I'm just really wondering. This project is so weird. It seems like an April Fool's Day prank to me. It's so absurd, but it definitely gets me very interested. And I'm very curious to see if this even happens and what it'll turn out to be. Um, So those are my thoughts on uh, El Muerto. Moving on, in the Disney presentation, they revealed that the title of Avatar 2 is now officially Avatar The Way of the Water. The first trailer has now debuted with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm going to talk about that trailer in my next news roundup. When, uh, when it's released online. The movie comes out December 16th, 2022. We also got Shazam! Fury of the Gods delaying a few days to December 21st to avoid Avatar 2, as expected. I actually, surprisingly, cannot wait for Avatar 2. I don't love this title, The Way of the Water. Eh, it's fine. It's kind of a mediocre title, but that doesn't really matter to me. The first one is a good movie. James Cameron is a masterful director. Everybody always doubts him, and he always delivers. I truly believe he's going to deliver something amazing. I hope he blows people away with this movie. Um, I'm very excited to talk about the trailer and uh, to learn more about Avatar 2. I think at the very least, it'll be visually mind-blowing. Hopefully, they've got a good story behind it, too. Moving on, we've got some more details from CinemaCon. The Marvels has switched release dates with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We are getting Quantumania on February 17th, 2023, and The Marvels on July 28th, 2023. This is no big deal. We're just swapping one movie for another. I'm looking forward to both of these movies. Not too annoyed over this. Moving on, Michael Sarnowski's spin-off Quiet Place movie, which is now titled Quiet Place Day One, will be a prequel to the first two movies and will release on September 22nd, 2023. I am looking forward to this. The idea of a prequel is very interesting to me. I love the first two Quiet Place movies, and I'm looking forward to seeing more in this universe. Mission Impossible 7 is now titled Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This is a pretty bad title. It's way too long, in my opinion. 
but it does nothing to lessen my excitement for the movie. I love, love, love the Mission Impossible franchise. The Mission Impossible franchise is everything that Fast and Furious wants to be. Um, I just prefer it so much, and I love that franchise. I cannot wait for this next one. It's going to be great. Um, and then finally, in CinemaCon stuff, Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson are officially returning for a sequel to The Batman. This is no surprise. Everybody saw this coming, but I cannot wait. I'm glad it's officially confirmed, and I'm looking forward to that. Moving on from all the CinemaCon stuff, Ryan Coogler, we talked about, is joining Ironheart as a producer. And then Sam Bailey and Angela Barnes are directing the show. Ryan Coogler, insanely talented. I'm glad to see he's involved with the show. I'm not familiar with Sam Bailey or Angela Barnes, but I'm excited to see what they do with the show. And I'm glad to see more movement on it. I'm sure they'll start filming pretty soon. Robert Downey Jr. will serve as an executive producer for two Sherlock Holmes spinoff series on HBO Max. This is cool news. I'm a fan of Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, I'm a fan of the Sherlock mythos as a whole. I'm excited to see what he does with this. But I will say my favorite Sherlock, and I think the ultimate Sherlock, is still the BBC um, Benedict Cumberbatch series. He is the definitive Sherlock, in my opinion, and I love that show. Moving on, Natalie Holt will be composing the score for Obi-Wan Kenobi, and John Williams will be returning to compose the main theme. This is awesome news. First of all, John Williams is, in my opinion, the greatest composer of all time, an absolute legend. So, of course, him returning is awesome. I love Natalie Holt's score for Loki. It was a really great aspect of the show because of how different and weird and unique it was. And I cannot wait to see what she does for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Moving on, HBO Max is developing a show based on You Brought Me to the Ocean, which is a young adult graphic novel about the origins of DC's Aqualad, and it will be produced by Charlize Theron. Uh, this is interesting news. I'm not familiar with Aqualad at all or this graphic novel, so I'm curious to see what this is. Could be something really interesting. Next up, HBO Max is also producing an Amanda Waller series, executive produced by James Gunn and Viola Davis, who is returning to the role, and written by Watchmen creator Crystal Henry. Uh, out of all characters, Amanda Waller is not one that I would think of as the lead of her own show, um, but I trust James Gunn. Viola Davis, obviously one of the best actresses working today. Everything James Gunn touches seems to turn to gold, so I'm very much looking forward to this and seeing what he does with this. Next up, Johan Renk is set to direct the first two episodes of Dune the Sisterhood for HBO Max. If you know me, you know I cannot wait for the show. I love Dune. I really, really am excited to dive more into the lore of Dune, the lore of the Bene Gesserits. Um, all of that is just super interesting to me. I'm not familiar with Johan's work, and I really hope he can deliver and live up to the standards Denis Villeneuve set. It's going to be a challenge for sure, and hopefully one he's prepared for. Next up, Jared Hess will be directing a live-action Minecraft movie starring Jason Momoa. This also feels like an April Fool's Day prank to me. I have no clue how Minecraft is going to translate visually to live action. Also, Jason Momoa, really, as the star, it's just so weird, and I'm just going to need more details as soon as possible. I'm so curious to see what this is going to be, but it's definitely something uh, to keep an eye on. Next up, Jason Momoa will star in The Executioner for Warner Brothers. The film is described as Knives Out meets Lord of the Rings and will be written by the screenwriters of Eternals. Uh, I love Knives Out. I love Lord of the Rings. Both of those are some of my favorite movies. I have no clue how they mix, but this sounds awesome. I love both of them. I'm in the minority that loved Eternals, 
I love the writing on that movie. So the fact that these writers are attached to this project gets me really excited. And this is something that's instantly rocketed up my list of most anticipated projects. Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans will star in Project Artemis, directed by Jason Bateman and taking place during the space race. No other details are known. This sounds pretty awesome. Scarlett Johansson is one of my favorite actresses. Chris Evans is a great actor. They obviously have great chemistry. They've been in a ton of stuff together. So anything they're going to be in, I'm excited for. A project set during the space race is interesting. Jason Bateman is a great director. I'm looking forward to learning more about this. And this is definitely something on my radar. Next up, Craig Gillespie, who is the director of uh, Cruella and I, Tonya, and a bunch of other stuff, will helm MGM's adaptation of the novel The Antisocial Network, which uh, details the GameStop uh, stock story where Reddit meme stocks accidentally and kind of basically saved GameStop from disaster. I'm really looking forward to this because I love business movies when done right that can be extremely compelling. Uh, Galepsi is a phenomenal director, really great. So I'm excited to see what he does with this. And this is also just kind of a really interesting story. Just like what happened with AMC, GameStop was done, AMC was done, and both of them got completely saved by Reddit. Next up, Justin Lin has dropped out of directing Fast and Furious 10, just stays into production with no reason given. Um, and Louis Leterrier, I believe is his name, has been hired to replace him. This is a huge deal. He's been instrumental in shaping the entire franchise. So to drop out so suddenly and so unexpectedly, something major must have happened. I've heard some rumblings about something with Vin Diesel. Uh, I wish him the best in whatever's going on. I'm sure he made the right choice for himself. Uh, as for Louis Leterrier, I'm not the biggest fan of him as a director. The Incredible Hulk is fine, but I'm not a fan of his other movies. We'll see how Fast and Furious 10 turns out, but I'm hesitant to say the least. He honestly doesn't really have much control. He's stepping into a production already in motion. He's just there to direct the script. Um, I doubt he's going to leave any sort of fingerprints on the movie. He doesn't really have much creative control. Moving on, Peter Ramsey, co-director of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, will direct at least one episode of Ahsoka, presumably more. This is awesome. I'm glad to see more movement on Ahsoka. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so confident that Dave Filoni will be the main director of this show, um, directing the majority of the episodes, but it's cool to see them filling out the roster with some more people too, uh, bringing more people into kind of the Favreau Filoni camp. This is cool. Moving on, Ben Affleck will direct, write, co-star, and produce an untitled sports marketing drama with Matt Damon, who is also starring and producing. Damon will portray Sonny Vaccaro while Affleck plays Nike co-founder Phil Knight in a story about Nike's effort to sign uh, Michael Jordan to a shoe contract in the mid-80s. Um, this sounds really interesting. I'm a huge fan of both Damon and Affleck as actors, as writers, as directors. They've been in a ton of good stuff. The premise sounds really interesting, and I cannot wait for this movie. It's definitely one of my most highly anticipated movies after hearing about it. I think it has a ton of potential, and I'm looking forward to it. Next up, John Watts, director of the three MCU Spider-Man movies, has exited Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four. Supposedly, he just needs a break from the superhero genre after finishing the recent Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, this is a huge bummer. He's a great director, and I was really looking forward to seeing his take on the Fantastic Four. I'm disappointed to see him go, but I also wonder what the real reason why he's leaving is. I'm not so sure if I buy into that he just needs a break, but maybe it is true. I'm just curious to see who they hire to replace him, and I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Next up, Marvel is developing a Nova project with Moon Knight scribe Sabir Pirzada on board to write 
This is awesome. This is one of my favorite pieces of news the whole roundup. I am so excited for this. I've been waiting patiently for a Nova project from Marvel for so long, and I can't believe we're finally getting one. Moon Knight, a really well-written, well-done show, and to see Pirzada attached gets me really excited. I cannot wait for this project. I can't wait to learn more details about it as it gets further along in development, and I'm so glad that we're finally getting a Nova project. That's our final other news uh, piece. Now let's move on to the trailers. First of all, we got the first teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. The job of a first teaser is to not give you any plot details or reveal anything special. It's just kind of to show you a bunch of cool shots, cool locations, and start to give you a feel of the visual style, the tone of the movie. And this trailer did that very well. I enjoyed this teaser. I loved kind of the cheesy 80s tone, the classic rock music. Sweet Child of Mine was the perfect song. I love Taika Waititi humor sprinkled throughout. I love how this establishes Thor as lost, trying to find himself, trying to find his purpose, teasing some great character development. I loved seeing the use of the volume. This looked visually a million times better than Thor Ragnarok. We got to see a tiny bit of Russell Crowe as Zeus, which was cool, Valkyrie, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Korg, and Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. She's one of my favorite actresses. Her return is one of my most anticipated aspects of this movie. And uh, this was a great trailer. I cannot wait for this movie. I'm looking forward to a second trailer, and I cannot wait to see some sort of reveal of Gore the God Butcher. I think he has the potential to be one of the best MCU villains ever. Christian Bale, amazing actor, and I am so excited to see him in this movie. Secondly, we got our second trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was not a big fan of the first trailer. I was actually let down by the first trailer, but I've got to say that this second trailer was so much better. The music was great. The visuals were better, still not amazing, but much better. The Grand Inquisitor's design looked so much better from different angles. They just had a weird shot in the first trailer. Seeing Vader, or I guess he seeing him kind of suit up a little bit was awesome. This was a great trailer. The music was great. Uh, my excitement level for the show has actually raised substantially. I watched the trailer multiple times. It does a great job at building tension. I can't wait for the show. I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to review it. And uh, it's definitely my most anticipated show of this year. Last but not least, we have a trailer for Don't Worry Darling, the new Olivia Wilde movie. This movie looks amazing. I love, love, love a good psychological thriller. It's one of my favorite genres, and this is just that. I love the Matrix Truman Show type mystery about the nature of reality that they're building. I'm so curious to see where all the husbands go. I'm already intrigued. The mystery has already got me hooked. Florence Pugh is by far my favorite actress right now. Um, she looks fantastic in this trailer. She's going to be amazing. Also, Gemma Chan, another one of my favorite actresses. It's cool to see her in this trailer. I loved her in Eternals. I'm so excited to see more of what Harry Styles can do in this movie. He got a little bit in Eternals and then he was good in Dunkirk, but I feel like we haven't truly seen the uh, full range of what he can do. And hopefully this movie shows that. Um, so those are my thoughts on Don't Worry Darling. This was an amazing trailer. I can't wait for the movie. This one is also one that has rocketed up my most anticipated list after this trailer. Um, what do you think of all these trailers? There was a ton of news. I went through it pretty quickly. Um, what was your favorite trailer? What was your favorite news? Are you disappointed by any of the news? Let me know in the comments, the email, the voicemail, or the form, and all those links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and have a good day.